Hi, and welcome to Poundcast, the podcast that is all about all things Pound-related. We're going to talk about news, some behind-the-scenes information, as well as promotions for the new season that are coming up. I'm your host and the writer of Pound as of Season 2, Tony Karnowski. And I am Orlando Caicedo, the artist and co-creator of Pound. All right, thanks for being here, Orlando. Thanks for agreeing to do this. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for having me. <laughs> it's not like you're not going to be here every time, right? Yeah, exactly. So, awesome. Well, uh, so I thought we'd start off today um, just sharing some of the comments and uh, maybe some questions if we found any um, that have been in season one of Pound. Um, and, yeah. Uh, do you want to do you want to kick us off there, or do you do you want me to? Yeah, sure. Uh, um, I'll, I'll. Yeah, I wanted to highlight one comment that I saw. I think it was on the first episode by troll kill 1314 and they put i'm getting punch out vibes here which is actually early 90s nostalgia factor and so probably a little bit of punch out and a little bit of teenage mutant ninja turtles and and some other like saturday morning cartoons uh influenced the, sh- the, the show so the comics so yeah, I remember seeing at least one or two other people saying, you know, I'm getting some little Mac vibes here and, and stuff like that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah but, Which is cool. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, I, I think we're, we're both kind of a similar age, and, and yeah, Punch-Out was, a, was, a, was an important thing, man. I mean, I, that was an important part of my yeah. childhood anyway, so I think that's yeah. pretty awesome. And, and to be fair, you know, coming to this as a you know new writer on season two, um, as I was reading through season one, I, I, I was kind of getting the same same vibe, you know, especially like the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle kind of vibe that you were, you were saying that. Which, uh, yeah. Is another big. I think I threw in, yeah, I threw in a lot of uh, pizza related things. Like I think in one of the one of the commenters in one of the shots actually says pizza is life, <laughs> and uh, I think that was very much my brainwashing uh, from watching so much Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, to this day, my brain, like the first thing, if anybody says, what do you want to eat? My first thought is always pizza. And it, pizza. And it, yeah. Really. It's I, gotta I, be 100% blame Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That is absolutely, <laughs> and, and the deliciousness of pizza as well. But you know, it, it, yeah, that's true. It, it, uh, it started there and it's, you know, but yeah, you uh, gotta give props to the pizza. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I had one, um, that I wanted to point out, um, that was from episode three, um, and it, it's not really necessarily going to be one that's going to spark discussion, but um, it just, I, I literally laughed out loud when I saw this. Um, it was by Gamer Boy Baldy. And uh, it, it simply said, Holy Mother of Toast. <laughs> and that's, you know, I yeah. don't really know what to say to that, but I mean, I felt like that was a, uh, I felt like they were really feeling the vibe of the comic that day, man. You know, just, just. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, so. I like passionate readers who leave passionate comments. I do, especially ones yeah. like that that make me laugh. So thanks, yeah. Gamer Boy. We appreciate that. Um, now, mm. I did actually have another one uh, that was also from Episode 3 that um, I think you might be better equipped to actually talk about, but um, I, I can chime in a little bit. But uh, this was by the FBI, and it was, May I ask where this is located at? No reason. Um, and you and I have discussed this a little bit before, that it's not really set in our world right it's kind of its own exactly own own place and if you want to kind of run with that for a minute i think you might have a yeah i think uh when we were doing when luke and i were doing the bad guys um we you know it was set in garden city if oh my god i think yeah i think that's the name of the city um but 
when we started doing pound, I think we purposefully left it um, vague just so that we could play around with with the world. So this one, this this place, actually, I don't think we've ever mentioned an actual name for the city or the country, but it's set in some fictitious world where um, we're also um, like years in the future. So it's not like a present comic, but um, it's set in a, in a far future. And then, yeah, it's just kind of letting us be able to build the world uh, each, each comic, each episode at a time. Yeah, I, uh, we, we talked a little bit about this as we're going into season two as well, that it, it's, um, you know, I, in my mind, I always kind of had it pictured as like a, you know, maybe kind of sort of loosely based on New York, um, but yeah. really wasn't, um, you know, it's, it's definitely not set in, in our, our real world. So it's, it's like you said, it's, it's kind of its, its own place. So Yeah, I, w- I would say it's definitely like a big city feel. So yeah, like New York would probably be good. Yeah. And that's 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 been the vibe that I've had from it too. But uh, yeah. Um, all right. Did, did you have any more? Yeah, I just had. Uh, I think this one was from episode five. So this commenter's name is Galavax. Okay. They put uh, his last name is spelled for warrior, which what I think they meant to say was that the last name uh, means warrior. So for those who don't speak Spanish, Guerrero actually means warrior. And um, but it was also a nod to a wrestler, which I am blanking on the name. It's something Guerrero. Um, that Luke Luke is a big so. yeah. Luke is a big fan of of uh, wrestling, and um, so once we have him on the podcast, he'll be able to answer that. But yeah, it was like I think we settled on the name because it was also like it meant warrior in Spanish, and we wanted to have him, you know, be the the protagonist, the the fighter in this in the story we're telling. And I, I love that about that, actually. And, um, you know, as I've kind of taken over writing duties, um, I you know had to kind of go through and, and, and figure out a, a few things, um, you know, about the backstory and then the characters themselves. And uh, Mikhail, uh, which uh, his last name is, is it Tamat? I can't, uh, it's like Tamasi, I think is his last name. And, and But I remember yeah, looking yeah. that up and it's, um, it's Turkish for the blacksmith. And I was like, oh, man, that's clever yeah. as hell, you know, I mean, because he's forging, you know, and then and then, I, you know, it's like, oh, and the name of the gym is The Forge. I was like, oh, this is awesome. But the thing that I really yeah. liked about that was that before I knew that you guys had done that, I had written um, Legends of uh, WFL uh, episode one with the Mighty McHale. And yeah. I had kind of taken the mentality of all of the the. Uh, the characters that I was creating, you know, like the the, the, the WFL fighters. Basically, mm-hmm. I was saying, going into it saying, okay, you know, what, what's, what's a cool power set, right? You know, what, what would be a cool thing to see illustrated? And then I was saying, okay, you know, I don't know, like, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, 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 you know, one of the characters. But, you know, it's like, uh, um, basically, I want somebody that can, you know, be like a porcupine. Okay, well, so what's, what's, yeah. a, what's another, you know, what's a name that means prickly, you know, and... Agamar was like spiked one or something like that in German. And I was like, Oh, that's awesome. Uh, you know, so I can use that. And, and then that's a, always a good starting point to come up with new characters for me. And I, and the fact that it felt like you guys had done sort of a similar thing. Yeah. Na- naming characters is super hard. Um, but I think, yeah, that was, I, I give that all up to, uh, to Luke because he's the one that I, I think, I don't know. I don't remember who came up with Mikhail, but, um, maybe, maybe it was me, but I think he came up with the last name. I can't remember. 
but whatever the case, he, he does a lot more of the background uh, building. Nice, nice. Um, right on, man. Um, well, I had one more, um, and uh, it was by Kara Love. And again, I, I didn't do as good a job of picking out, um, you know, thoughtful comments that uh, led to discussion. And I'll, I'll try to be better about that in future episodes. But, but Kara yeah. says, I'm jealous of Leo's awesome hair. And I have to agree with her. Yes. I, uh, the, the first time I saw it, I was like, man, I love that. That's awesome. Especially like the, the colors that you use for it. Um, and let's, let's talk about that for just a second. So um, you're the, the penciler, the inker, Correct. and the colorist, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, as of, as of, yeah, as of now, as of, as of now. this point. But um, now yeah. we, uh, Lester uh, does the letters and uh, does the flats, right? Yeah. So, but, but exactly. you pretty much do all of the artwork other, other than that, right? So, I mean, that's, that's a pretty big undertaking. Yeah, um, it definitely, it's, it's a lot more than what I, what I was planning on doing, but uh, it just kind of ended up becoming like that just for the sake of the production. But uh, I think I've gotten to the point now. I'm actually I might be partnering up with a um, a colorist um, that I've worked with before for the bulk of season two because it's just to be honest, it's just doing everything is eating up a little bit too much of my my time. Um, but um, but yeah, I mean I think it's it's a good learning experience just to be able to like put everything together from scratch like by yourself. Like it's definitely taught me a lot about the whole process and how to like deal with collaborators and, and things like that. I see that. So, um, we had discussed, uh, unless you, did you have any other comments that you wanted to share? Uh, no, no, we can jump in. Okay. So, um, today, since we don't have a, um, you know, we've got a few weeks until season two premieres. So we, we thought we'd spend a little bit of time today talking about, you know, us and how we got, how we came to, to start working together, uh, just to give, you know, our readers a little bit more of a, a you know, background on us. Um, so, uh, Orlando, you know, why don't, uh, why don't you kick us off there and, and, you know, tell us a little bit about your, your background and other projects that you've worked on. Yeah, sure. Um, so my background is, uh, I've been working mostly in the animation and comics industry. Uh, I started off in animation working as an illustrator for um, for 7030 Productions, which did shows like Frisky Dingo and uh, The Exicles. And then I moved on to working, um, 7030 became Floyd County Productions, and I ended up working as a storyboard artist on Archer and some other smaller shows uh, for a couple of years. And then I ventured out into freelancing where I did all kinds of things um, or I've been doing all kinds of things because I'm still a freelancer right now and basically yeah just been uh, working in comics as much as I can because I've always that was always like my my dream to like be able to work in comics and the way that I, it all ended up happening was that um, I actually found Luke on reddit on a subreddit called comic book collabs and he was looking for a penciler for his comic and that's when I decided to, hey, just give it a shot. And I sent him over my stuff. He liked it. And we ended up doing a full issue of The Bad Guys. And this was before Webtoons. It was, uh, we, we did it for like print format, thinking we were going to pitch it to publishers and things like that. But then um, we, we tried pitching it around. It, it didn't 
it didn't seem to like we didn't seem to find the right partnership basically and so in 2015 um, when when Luke and I because we started the bad guys in 2013 and then in 2015 it was it was one of those things where we were just talking on Skype one day and we were just like hey we need to collaborate on something we need to keep the creative juices flowing and uh, I just happened to pull up webtoons on my computer and that's when I saw that it was um, they were having the Stanley Powell Entertainment superhero comic contest um, so they were looking for a webtoon that was in the genre of superheroes and uh, the award was like 30 grand um, and like the published publishing contract for for about like a year basically of, of your webtoon so we we already had the first issue all laid out so what i did is basically was just start slicing it up and reformatting it for webtoons and putting it up online and next thing we know we we ended up winning the contest and we were able to do a whole, um, the whole. We were able to tell the whole story of the bad guys on Webtoon, develop the whole comic, and then from there on, since we already had a working relationship with Webtoon, we were able to pitch them some other ideas, and out of that came Pound. Nice. I mean, that's that's pretty awesome, man. Um, I mean, a lot of people, uh, a lot of people, go into competitions. I mean, it's it's pretty awesome to to actually win one that's pretty badass man um, yeah like i remember when, when it happened it it was uh it was mind-blowing because it, i saw it on my computer and i, I thought it was a joke I, I thought i had like read it wrong and i had to t tell somebody else to read it for me because i'm like wait go to this website tell me what you see um but it, yeah after that it was like i was on cloud nine for about a week nice so yeah that's awesome yeah i think i i think i jumped up and down and screamed and ran around my apartment like <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did all that. Yeah, I, I, I can imagine that. That probably happened. I, I think I would probably have done something similar, man. That's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is um, you know, this this is my first foray into actually working in uh, comics. I've I've before this, so I actually you know I have a I, I work for a really large corporation that I will not name today, um, but uh, that's the day job. You know, helps me take care of my wife and kids and and keep the lights on, but. Um, you know, I started, I mean, I've kind of always written uh, since I was, a, you know, a kid, you know, playing around with G.I. Joes and Transformers and stuff. I would always, you know, make up stories with that. But um, I started writing um, kind of seriously in about 2002. Um, and it was actually because I, I wanted to get into comics was what I wanted to be doing. But I didn't know anybody that drew. And I draw just well enough to piss myself off. Um, and I just never really like it, it's it's just it's not professional looking. It doesn't you know I mean it, it almost looks like what I wanted to look like, but it's just not there. So, um, but I was I kept reading about how well you know how do you break into comics as a writer? How do you do this? And the the most common thing that I saw was, um, you know, write something else. You know, if you want to work for Marvel, DC, mm -hmm. whatever, you know, write something else. And so I was like, well, okay, I don't know any any artists, so I'll just start writing novels short stories and I did that for a long time I've published uh, a few things uh, had a two novels um, that were in the same series Forgotten Prophecies was the first one and Path of Darkness was the second uh, then I had a young adult novel uh, called Cameron and the Grimm that came out uh, in 2008 um, oh, cool. and then I you know went back to school to finish up my degree in creative writing and then my wife and I uh, adopted two awesome little kids and I was like, oh, I'm going to need to 
go get a job now because <laughs> while I was doing all that, I was uh, I was a professional musician and was just you know basically living from gig to gig, which was an awesome kind of thing in and of itself. But um, you know, it wasn't it wasn't what I was really wanting to be doing, which was writing. You know, so um, but now you know, so it's kind of funny that you met uh, Luke on Comic Book Collabs because that's where we met as well. Um, I mean, I was uh, I remember. I posted a, um, I guess a advert. I don't know what you'd call it, advertisement. Yeah, I, yeah. I put something up there saying, "Hey, if you need an editor, you know, I, I can help edit comics. You know, I've got here's here's my qualifications. You know, let me know." And and you reached out to me. And if you want to, why don't you talk about that for a second? Yeah, it was funny. Um, I was actually, I was actually on there looking for an anchor because at that point, at that time, I was thinking, "Oh, I need to." I need to kind of take a little bit of the load off from doing all of the production for for Pound. So I was thinking of of actually hiring an anchor. And so I was like, oh, let me go on on Comic Book Collab and see if I can find anybody that could kind of ink over my stuff. But um, I didn't I didn't see anybody. And then I just was like randomly scrolling through there. And I had an uh, original graphic novel idea that I've been kind of working on on the side called Bacano. And um, I remember, like, I saw, I scrolled and I just randomly saw your post about being an editor. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, maybe I could use an editor for Bacano because I'm, it's my first time writing and I don't really know what I'm doing. So, yeah, I ended up just, pit, like, kind of reaching out to you and seeing about that, about uh, if you could edit that, that, um, that comic for me. And then I think I asked for uh, some of your samples and stuff to kind of, like, see what your style was. And... When I started reading some of your scripts, I was like, oh, man, this dude can write, you know, like, um, so I ended up like just seeing at that time, I think me and Luke were both kind of like talking about Luke maybe um, stepping down for seconds for the season two uh, writing duties. And it just so happened that I had like literally just a couple of days uh, before that, like talked to you. And so I was like, oh, wait, let me let me reach out to this guy, because, you know, if he's available, I mean. He turns in good quality and, and he's very uh, on top of it. And even just your editing, like I really liked how you edit down, edit it, edit it. Is it edit? Yeah, that works. Yeah. yeah edit it. My, my, uh, my comic. Like, I think it was, you brought up really good points and you had a, I had a feeling that you understood story. Um, so yeah, I think it, it just kind of like snowballed into like, yeah, like, well, let me just ask this guy if, if he's available and, and yeah, luckily you were, you were game for for jumping on and yeah, man. Yeah, we, we've been excited. And, and thanks for the compliment, by the way. I appreciate that. You know, but uh, yeah. it um, yeah, no, it was it was funny because when it, when you reached out to me, um, I had just finished up uh, editing like five issues for a, a, another project, and it was you know I'm not gonna really go into it, but it was the, the whole time I was like, oh, okay, this is. You know, I'm, I'll get through this. You know, it was it was work. I wasn't enjoying it, if that makes sense, right? You know, I was like, I'll, I'll yeah. Get um, but then whenever you reached out and it was like, hey, would you mind? It was actually the pitch. I think was what you started with. Um, and you're like, you know, oh, you that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Would you mind looking this over? And I was like, yeah, sure. You know, and I, I was kind of expecting a similar experience to the, to the last one. But then whenever I got into it, I was like, oh man, this guy's actually got something going on here. And then when I saw your art, I was like, oh shit. Like man, this guy's for real, you know, I was like, this is, this is professional. Oh. This looks great. You know? And, and so it was, I was really excited about it. And then when you asked me to come on to pound, it was like, you talking about being on cloud nine, whenever you got, um, 
you know, won the contest that I felt about the same. And it was about a week, two weeks. Yeah. Like, Dude, somebody just asked me to write on a comic. That's awesome. This is, this is true come true. So no, yeah. it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, and so far it's been going along pretty well. I think I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for season two to come out in a couple of weeks. Cause I, there's been some yeah. really, really cool artwork that's been coming out of this stuff. And, and I'm, I think it's going to be good. I think people are going to be really, really pleasantly surprised. Well, yeah. I, I don't think they'll be surprised, I, you know, but I think they'll be, I think they'll be excited by it. Yeah. I think like just, just seeing like the whole issue, like the whole episode come together and seeing how, you know, all the pieces are fitting and, and we've, we're really trying to kind of build upon what we did in season one. So, so that season two is just like crazy good. So I think it, you can definitely see it in, 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 in the episode, in the final product. And I, I'm excited. Yeah. Like every time we finish one, I'm like, Oh, I, I can't talk to anybody or I can't, I can't hear feedback about this episode until like, you know, weeks from now. So that, that is kind of like making me want to, to see what, what the, the feedback is, is going to be. But yeah, I think people are going to be really, really excited. I think they're going to dig it. I think so too, man. And it's, it's, you know, it's kind of a similar thing for me because, you know, I, I, I wrote the script four or five, you know, six weeks ago or whatever. And then, you know, then we start seeing the, the finished artwork, but then it's going to be another four or five or six weeks before anybody else really gets to see it. So it's like, it's, it's, it's a really weird feeling like this just yeah, really, yeah. really prolonged kind of expectation. And I've, I've never really experienced it before, but it's, it's been, it's been awesome, man. And I, I, I you know, you know what it feels like for me? Like if it, it, it kind of feels like, um, you know, when you have your favorite show and you've just like binge watched and you're like ready for the next season, but you have to wait for it. Like, I feel like we feel the same thing that some of our readers probably feel right. like that angst of like, I want to read this and I, and we want them to read it too. It's just, you know, physically we have to actually first, we have to make it. Exactly. And, 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 so. and it does take time, you know, it, uh, it's, yeah. it, uh, it's, it's not like you snap it's your labor intensive. Yeah. 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 I mean, cause it's so, I, what do you like, just out of curiosity, like how, how long does it take you to do a, you know, a single episode? So a single episode, uh, like we're really trying to stay on a, on a weekly schedule. Um, but because I'm juggling so many tasks and I'm also, cause I feel like I'm, I'm somewhat a project manager on pound as well, because, you know, I'm having, I'm trying to deal with the, the scripts, then, um, my letter, uh, Lester, who does the lettering and the flats and all that. Um, and kind of going back and forth with him, with you, with, uh, our editor, um, Ethan. And so piecing it all together, I, it, it ends up eating a lot of my time. And I also like, I, I do some other freelance on the side as well. So I can't devote like a full 40 hours a week to, to pound. But, uh, yeah, I, I definitely try to stick to around 30 hours, uh, a week on, on pound. And that's basically what it takes me to produce one episode. It's a long time. Yeah. That's about, uh, <laughs> I'd say roughly 10 times longer than it takes me to write the script. I think so. Cause yeah, I think I usually, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. Back. I think it takes me usually probably about three hours for the first draft. And then after mm. that, it's maybe another two tops, you know? So it's definitely not 30 mm. though. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely give you that. So, but yeah. Awesome, man. Well, I think, yeah, I mean, go ahead. Oh, no, no. So I was going to say that. Yeah, I think there's been a couple episodes where it's actually it's pushed way longer than that, which which wasn't my intent. But I think the more I do the episodes, the better and faster I'm becoming. 
uh, just uh, uh, from the production standpoint of being able to crank him out. So I think season two is looking like it's it's is being produced a little bit faster than than the, the first season. So I'm hoping it just we keep on this trend so that we can just get as many episodes as we can uh, out to to the people. Cool. Well, and we've got um, what is it? Just under four weeks. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's uh, very very soon we're going to be able to see what everybody says about mm-hmm. this. So. All right, man. Um, I think this is probably uh, probably time to move into um, what we're reading or into at the moment, a segment that will have a much better name in future episodes. <laughs> um, but yeah. mean, we thought it'd be cool to kind of take a minute to, you know, discuss uh, you know, kind of what we're reading, what we're into. Um, what's, what, what you got for me? You got anything? Uh, oh, I thought you were going to go first. Uh, well, I, mean, I can. That's fine. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh... I've actually Let got me pull uh, a sheet. I've got, I, I got two. So uh, okay. I'll try to make them kind of quick, though. But um, the first thing is, so uh, Orlando knows this about me, but I am kind of a Marvel Unlimited junkie. Um, and I, I want to say that I might have uh, passed that addiction on to him. I'm not sure if that still holds or not. But uh, one of the things I like about it is that I get to read things that I missed, you know, because I didn't have the money or time or whatever back in the day. But um uh, one of my favorite authors is Neil Gaiman, um, and I, I love his, his comic work on Sandman and, and just his books in general. Uh, but I went back and I'm, I'm rereading, or not rereading, but reading for the first time, the 2006 run of The Eternals that he did. Um, I don't know if you've read that, Orlando, but... Um, did No. It, uh, it, well, it's on Marvel Unlimited. You should check it out. I, I actually I had to uh, cancel Marvel Unlimited because I need to I need to draw. <laughs> it was it was literally it was eating up my time. Like I would catch myself like yeah reading too many comics. I'm like okay I need I need to go back to drawing. Yeah I, I understand that that makes sense. It, uh, it 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 has that that the potential but uh, but it's really good. <laughs> and, you know I I had I'd read a few of the old Kirby um, Eternals runs back you know years and years and years ago. Um, but I hadn't read this one, and, and what with the new movie uh, supposed to be coming out here before too much longer, I thought. It'd be oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Touch on it. I, I doubt this. I doubt this story is going to have any kind of. I, I mean, I would be very surprised if, if that's the, what they went with. But, uh, um, but it's 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 good. I, I really recommend that. And and the other thing um, that I've I've been into is, um, and I'm not a huge fan of Carnage, um, but Absolute Carnage is is pretty good. Uh, issue number one. Uh, I read it last week. Um, I really, I'm, I'm, you know, uh, Orlando knows this about me. I am probably, I, I'm, I'm too big of a fan of Spider-Man. Um, I, I really like Spider-Man and anything Spider-Man related. But that being said, I'm not a huge fan of the symbiotes. Like, I love yeah. the symbiote Spider-Man, but like Venom and Carnage, I just kind of felt like it got like a little too, I just went a little too far sometimes. But uh, but what yeah. uh, Stegman and Kate's are doing with uh, with Carnage right now is it's pretty badass and it actually makes me want to go back and read some of their venom stuff because i, I hear it's really good but i just kind of avoid I, it so. yeah i heard they like built built up on on what they set up in, in venom with that's that i i hear that i don't know well and i mean it kind of starts off the i would almost say that eddie brock is the protagonist in it at this point um, I mean, yeah. Pete, Pete does get involved, um, so it's. I mean, it's definitely a you know, Spider-Man family story, if you will. But, um, mm. but yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. I, it, it's weird because again, I've never really considered Brock to be a like a hero, and I'm, I guess he's totally an anti-hero. But, um, 
Did you ever, did you, did you read a uh, Maximum Carnage? I never read that either. And I feel like I, I've, I've no? messed up by not reading that. Uh, Cause again, like, that. I just kind of, is that good? Oh man. Yeah. Like if you got Marvel Unlimited, go back and, and read that because I, I have the trade of that, the, the collection of the whole story. And I, that was like one of my favorite like stories uh, when I was, when I was growing up and Venom kind of like plays into that whole, like, is he a hero or not type role? Like, um, so yeah, I have to check yeah. that out because you know, like I said, the, this has sparked an interest in the character for me that I didn't really have before. Um, cause I remember, yeah. like, I remember reading the, like, if I remember correctly, Eddie Brock was in jail and there was like a little piece of the symbiote that broke off and became like it took over Cletus Cassidy. It's been years since I've read that. And and I just remember thinking, really, seriously, guys, this is what we're doing now. (laughs) And, um, but it, you know, obviously it's kind of become his own thing. And, and, and based off of the, the, granted it's just been one issue, but like I said, it's really got me intrigued into that character. It makes me want to go. So I'll go, Hey, I know what I'm reading this weekend. Maximum carnage. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Which, which wasn't my recommendation for this week, but, uh, it was just, it just so happened to be, <laughs> yeah. Nice. What, what do you, what, what is your recommendation this week? Uh, yeah. So like right now I am, I'm actually going to give you two recommendations because I'm going to do a comic, like just regular comic, uh, and then a webtoon that, that I've also been really getting into, but, um, definitely the comic that's been kind of on my mind constantly is, uh, once in future by Dan Mora or Kieran Gillen, is how you pronounce his name? And yeah. And Dan Mora, uh, and Tamara Bonvillain, villain. I don't know. I'm, I'm killing all the names, but, uh, basically it's, a it's published by, uh, boom studios and it is just amazing. Like it's only the first episode has been out and I think they've already, they're on their sixth printing. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, like they've just been printing like crazy. There's so many covers out there now. And I, th- I feel like it's a great setup for like what what's going to appear to be like a, a really good story. And it was, I think, originally um, set out to be just a, a four issue or six issue series. But uh, because of all the hype and all the excitement, they actually picked it up as a full series, like a continuing series. So, yeah, I'm, like, super excited to, to see where they're going to go with this because I think, I mean, I don't want to spoil it because I feel like if you read the first issue, like, it all comes together, like, what, what's what's being set up. It's obviously based on uh, King Arthur Legends, but, um, yeah, I, th- I think, like, the first issue was just killer and, and the art is gorgeous, but... Um, nice. Well, yeah, I mean, the title, Once in Future, that's even kind of a, a reference to the T.J. White, Once in Future King. Ex- yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. That's awesome. Um Actually, I, I thank you for bringing that up because I'm taking the kids to the comic book shop later, and that's been on my radar, and I forgot about it. So thank you for reminding me that. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me know what you think because I'm telling you, like, it's really cool. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I'm always, I've always been drawn to stories like that where it's kind of like it may be a little bit um, mature, but it's not like you know, it, it definitely reads as like an all ages type of thing. Nice. Um, so I feel like. Or at least, you know, teens and up right. type of thing. Well, no, I, don't, yeah. I was going to get it for me, not for them. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they can pick out their own book, right? But, uh, you yeah, know, yeah. but that one's for That's me. True. So. True. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that could work. 
but uh, yeah, the the other series that I was uh, actually uh, that I've been catching up on because I started reading it, but it's just you know like again, I spend all my time drawing comics that um, it, I don't have that much time to read. But I've actually really been into uh, Live Forever on Webtoon by uh, Raúl Treviño. I think is um, uh, it's amazing, amazing, gorgeous uh, artwork. He does a very kind of um, manga pen and ink style where it's all black and white, but he uses like spot red to really accentuate certain panels and certain story elements. And um, I, it's just like I scroll through it and it's just gorgeous to look at. And um, and I've seen some of his process, like I follow like his, his Instagram and I think on Patreon, if I'm not mistaken, he has like um, some of his process videos and th things like that. And uh, yeah, I've just learned learned so much just from watching that. But just checking out that comic has been has been awesome too. So I I would highly recommend that one as well. Nice. And that was uh, Live Forever. Yeah, Live Forever on Webtoon. On Webtoons, which is uh, you know the same place where you can find uh, Pound, I think. Yeah, yeah. Coincidentally uh, yeah. <laughs> enough. Nice. <laughs> All right, everybody, thanks for listening this week. Uh, join us next time when we recap season one and all of the major plot points that you're going to want to be uh, in the know about moving into season two. Uh, once again, I'm Tony Karnowski. And I'm Orlando Caicedo. And this is the Poundcast Podcast. We'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.